right. Uh, hey, everybody. This is Talk Clean to Me. I'm your host, Joe Karen. And I'm Chloe. Uh, and today we are sitting down with Mark and Yin Yang. Um, welcome to the show, guys. Thank you. Thanks Thank for you. having us. They are postdoc and student, respectively, at uh, UMass Amherst. So our company is called Treaty. Okay. We're a startup biomaterials company. Mm-hmm. And our first product is Fog Kicker. So Fog Kicker is a biodegradable anti-fog coating. Mm-hmm. You can apply it to any surface, and it prevents fog. You can put it on glasses, goggles, bathroom mirrors, car windshields, whatever you want. Basically, Fog Kicker is made for natural materials. You just uh, dump your waste paper into a specific formulation uh, to break it down to, into nano size and then formulate it into Fog Kicker. Then after coat on any surface, it can absorb moisture, absorb fog. So that's how it prevents fog formation. Mm-hmm. What is the meaning of your company name, Treaty? Treaty's easy to say, easy to remember. And what it means to us is what we're it has to do with our mission, what we're doing, and our vision for the company. We're making products um, from biomaterials that come from the earth and that we can return to the earth and don't disrupt natural processes. Mm-hmm. Um, so treaty is kind of our pact with uh, the environment, the biosphere, to be moving forward with technology that doesn't disrupt current systems and doesn't damage the biosphere. Yeah, that's great. So biomaterials, it's really interesting. Um, So how did you guys first get exposed to the concept of biomaterials or how did you kind of find your passion for this kind of niche clean technology? That would be Yin Yang's forte. Okay. So So, uh, I was growing up in a small village, like uh, growing plants, growing vegetables. Like I love to do this kind of things, love nature, love, love to um, make plants, uh, like grow plants. Um, when I was in undergraduate, I came across to use biomaterials, uh, biopolymers to make uh, edible films, packaging films. I think that's a wonderful area. And after uh, came here, uh, when I exposed to the idea about uh, using paper-based material to make uh, uh, nano-sized cellulose. It's a very uh, tiny, small piece of nanomaterial that has very wonderful uh, properties, such as very strong and high uh, surface area and very hydrophilic. Basically, a hydrophilic uh, coating means uh, the coating loves water, so it uh, grabs water and uh, suck it in, so any water condensed form on the surface will be either absorbed into the coating, so there's no water remaining on the surface, uh, which means the light can go through the uh, directory, so we can say transparent. So light can still pass it, you can see through very clearly. Mm-hmm. That's how the hydrophilic coating prevents fall formation. So the markets that you're targeting are mostly consumer products. You're, you're looking for to mass market this rather than... Yeah, we want it to be a household brand, um, so we're definitely starting marketing as a consumer product specifically specifically sorry for uh you know performance eyewear but as we move forward start to scale up we're going to look into bigger bigger applications industrial applications 
um, in medical applications too. Uh, so figuring out that product market fit is always a big part of a, a startup, especially a university startup, right? I started a company based out, you know, based on nanomaterials um, when I was uh, in, in grad school. And it was this constant struggle to find out, you know, you're doing research in the lab and then you see if the market wants it and they tell you something and you go back and now it's another month or so of work to see if you can do that. Was it difficult for you guys to find your market or was it just obvious? <laughs> I don't think it's, I don't think sometimes it seems obvious, but it's never, you know, truly obvious. Um, we basically did, um, you know, hundreds of interviews talking to every type of potential customer we could imagine. Right. And the, the data we got back, the interview, what people were telling us is that, you know, scuba divers need this the most. Hmm. Lots of people need it for a lot of different reasons. But scuba divers, fog is basically the biggest pain in the ass for them. Right. So whoever the, it's the biggest problem for, they're going to be the most excited. They're going to be your best, you know, product evangelists, brand evangelists. And the scuba divers, that's why we're starting there, the scuba mm-hmm. divers. As we move forward, we'll, you know, get to each and every person that has a problem with fog and turn into a household brand eventually. But cool. So you figured that was after doing a lot of customer discovery. Yes. You figured this was the market yeah. with the biggest appetite for what you were doing. Yeah. Yin Yang and uh, our other co-founder, Ken Carter, they went down to Florida. They went to a huge trade show. Um, we were heavily involved with the scuba diving class here. There's, <laughs> I'm actually taking it right now. Oh, no. <laughs> it is so much fun. But we, we would bring all these bottles of fog kicker in. We'd have all the divers test it, put it on one lens, put it on both, had the instructors give us feedback, and uh, they helped us a ton. That Getting out in the, in the ground, like on the ground like that, helped us a ton with product development and reach out market the right way. As somebody with a marine science background, I know so many people who would love this. Oh my god! Yeah, we have to. Uh, we should give you a couple of bottles <laughs> yeah. after this. Yeah, and, you know, so you can start getting this out there. So, so speaking of the bottles, I know you guys have some some samples, which doesn't translate to our listeners. I'm sorry, but could we uh, take a look at the? Uh, yeah. So see our Instagram feed later. For yeah. T- so take a look. Yeah, Sweet. on the website if you're listening. <laughs> Like oh, tied no. to go, but for fog kicker. Yeah, uh, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's exactly like a, a tied to go, but for fog kicker. Tell us about the process of, <laughs> uh, of making this. Um, <laughs> and then and how good did it feel once you first got your first one in your hands? I want to know about that feeling, too. So that's a very interesting question. Uh, the bottle itself looks like it's originally come from the idea of the lip, uh, lip balm. Lip Some li- yeah, okay. liquid lip balm. The, that's uh, <laughs> the bottle is uh, was designed for, and we have tried um, tens of different uh, applicators, and uh, some don't work very well. So finally, came across this kind of bottle. It looks very cool and uh, very neat. Uh, it looks fancy. So we try to <laughs> think about well, well, this may be a, a perfect applicator for us, and we try it out. Uh, what we need to do is uh, to make this uh, this kind of bottle. We just take the bottles and fill the solution or fog kicker on into it, and put the cap on. That's it. It's very simple mm-hmm. to make. Mm-hmm. So Yingyang, do you use this on your glasses? Um, right now, I'm not using this this specific formulation on my glasses. Uh, and it's interesting. Last year winter, when we do some pitch, do some demo. I always showcase, uh, show my glasses and uh, mm-hmm. try to brace on it, and people are amazed. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
very easy, fun demo. What yeah. about like for underwater photography? Could you potentially put this on like a camera um, lens? Potentially, yeah. We need to do more testing there. Mm-hmm. But so yeah. here's the question. Yes, yeah. ma- yes, maybe. Camera lenses <laughs> and <laughs> camera housing. <laughs> right. Give me a month and yeah. I'll let you know. More uh, customer discovery, I suppose. Yeah, yeah if, it, if it's mm-hmm. worth the while. Cool. Um, so I'm curious, you know, what was the, the journey of becoming an entrepreneur, right? Like at some point you were just students or PhDs or whatever, but now you guys are entrepreneurs. Was it, did you think you were becoming an entrepreneur did you choose to um was it scary at first what was that like <laughs> um for me i think i've always had that the uh entrepreneurial fire in me ever uh-huh. since running the lemonade stands when i was a little kid it's <laughs> a good term um <laughs> we yin yang and i met through our school's innovation challenge in 2015 okay so about 40 teams would do a minute pitch in front of a board of judges and you pitch a business idea. Mm-hmm. Um, I had an idea and I pitched it along with the other 40 teams. Yin Yang had an idea, which happened to be Fog Kicker. Mm-hmm. And I pitched, he pitched, three teams came out of the 40 to the finals. I wasn't one of them and Yin Yang was. Yeah, nice. And when, he, when I heard the word nanocellulose in his pitch, I knew he was onto something big. Cool. Uh, through my studies of biotech, I've you know, I've heard about this super material and you can do so many things with it. And, you know, seeing him up there, I knew it was going to be big. And then he and his team ended up winning the whole thing that year. Very cool. So we met. I went to the finals. I didn't have any business being there, but I was so excited (laughs) about what he was doing. I, you know, approached him after. And, uh, you know, I said, I want to help however I can. Just be a hustler, be a workhorse. (laughs) And uh, we headed off and a couple months later, we were business partners. Now we're here. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, for me, it's. I always have something, some idea in my mind to make something. Yeah. To make something, to create something useful for life. And uh, in my hometown, almost uh, most of people are doing small business. So that's kind of spread in my mind. Mm-hmm. And uh, But I'm starting with sense, starting with the research. Um, I want to combine together. As a scientist, we always like to see what we have researched, have spent uh, years or efforts in it, turn into something that's really useful. Like besides the paper you publish, you want that, that technology be used by tens of thousands, millions of people. That's probably the, the biggest reward for you as a scientist. And uh, that's how I think the technology will go to and go to make a little, even a very little change to people's life. It will help us a lot, uh, will make us very proud of it. Oh, how do you guys balance being entrepreneurs and students, or in your case, a postdoc? I mean, that's a lot of work. Finding a balance between being a student and running a company is definitely very hard. Um, I try to, UMass has a great program here that I've been able to access as an undergrad and you it allows you to kind of make your own major mm-hmm. so you get to tailor your education. Um, and that's allowed me to study biotech. Uh, so I get to do lab work and I get to work on this business and line up a lot of what we've been doing with school credits. Um, so that's made it a lot easier for me. 
Yeah, it's for for me. Sometimes I also feel very stressful. Like uh, you need to do lab work. Also need to um, doing the, something on the business side. Like uh, participate in some trainings or business. Uh, it needs some effort to make a balance. But luckily, my advisor, Professor Kenneth Carter, is uh, very supportive mm -hmm. to me. So he encouraged me to participate all this kind of. Uh, competition, innovation challenge, and some other uh, grant application is very supportive. And how would you describe the startup community at Amp? Uh, what have your experiences here been? I think UMass is a great habitat for you know up and coming entrepreneurs and startups. Um, the innovation challenge that the school has is Howard Yinyang and I met. We work with so many different professors and advisors through UMass that have helped us, you know, tremendously. And, you know, um, I could, if I had a list of names, it would be, you know, a couple pages long. Like the people <laughs> that have helped us out here. That's um, wonderful. But it's awesome. And they, they're always building new things and new programs that can help, uh, you know, <laughs> students like us and faculty um, like us that are coming up with new technology, new ideas, new innovations. Our big group of advisors and mentors through UMass are always reaching out to us and helping us uh, every step of the way. So That's fantastic. It's a great community here for entrepreneurship. Cool. UMass offers this very unique mix of interdisciplinary faculty and students um, that it's it's very hard to find, and UMass has somehow created that that beautiful mix. Uh, it allows people of all studies to uh, get together hmm. and come out with, you know, great new technology, great ideas, um, and great products. You know, we have a there's a team here, um, grad students, faculty, that came up with um, Gexkin, and it's this adhesive material that works like gecko's feet, hmm. like the the small tiny tendons on Gecko's feet and you can stick it to anything. Perfect for um, Spider-Man costumes. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, put on your shoes, walk up buildings, do whatever you want. But it's like, well, how the hell did that happen? Like, it's just the most amazing things are coming out of here because of that unique interdisciplinary mix. And, you, you know, it's very hard to find, but UMass has it. Awesome. So in the future, do you think that you would apply to an accelerator program or an, a startup incubator? Already did. Uh, we just we graduated from the Valley Venture Mentors Business Accelerator Program out of Springfield. We graduated from there last May. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Um, and those people are great. Uh, they helped us so much. We would go there, you know, a few nights every single month for, for boot camps. It would be like a weekend long. And, uh, you know, they helped us with you know, almost every single aspect of, you know, building this business, our business plan, and getting into the market. So shout out to them. Yeah. Shout out to VVM. So you found that mentorship to be very helpful. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yep. And it doesn't, mm -hmm. doesn't cost you a thing yeah. besides your time. And you just have to be Even passionate, committed, excited, and they will take you in with open arms and 
help you make a boom in business. Nice. So. Yeah. I've always found with those programs, especially the very early stage ones, you really get out what you put in of those programs. So if you're yeah, re- willing to exactly. put in the time and really listen and not think you know more than the mentors, which I find is sometimes a problem with uh, with <laughs> academics, especially professors that are trying to help oh, out their yeah. startup. They think yeah. they know more than the mentors and they're not willing to learn. But if you're willing to, to do what they tell you and try it out, you can really benefit a lot. Hmm. And we heard somewhat same similar things about uh, clean tech open as well. Yeah, exactly. as long as you put in the effort and do everything on time and listen to your mentors and take everybody's advice seriously, that goes a long way. Yeah, taking the advice seriously, I think, is the important part, right? Can I do a quick a quick plug for VentureWell? Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, uh, VentureWell is great. Please do. <laughs> I just mentioned that we, you know, we recently graduated from the Valley Venture Mentors Accelerator, but. During that span of time, uh, last winter into the spring, um, we were also going through the VentureWell program. Uh, they have a fantastic network of people. Um, Christina Tamer and everybody have mm-hmm. helped us out so much there. And we would go to Cambridge um, to one of the buildings in MIT uh, for the first stage for a boot camp. And then we went through stage two. And now they're they're still helping us. They're still checking in on us, um, the people, the staff they have there. Uh, but they also helped us out a ton. And they're kind of like an accelerator program, too. I think one of the biggest things that, you know, the National Science Foundation program helped us with, VentureWell helped us with, and VVM helped us with, was um, creating, you know, having the story of our brand fit with our customer, who we're reaching, who our customers are, um, and the, cover, the customer discovery process. So, do you guys have any funding? Or are you guys bootstrapped so far? We're bootstrapping so far. <laughs> um, we won in the past twelve months. We've won a lot of um, grant funding and reward money from business development competitions, uh, and we've just been running off that so far. Cool. So, on that note, what would you consider your biggest challenges to date? Biggest challenges, um, I think. I think right now we have a really, really great brand with Fog Kicker, um, and it definitely has that potential to become a household brand. One of the biggest challenges is we can we know it will fit in the scuba diving industry. We know it's a great fit there. Proving it's a great fit in other markets um, is going to be a bit of a challenge in doing the necessary research and development to get it into much bigger and maybe more impactful markets. There's always ups and downs. I'm sure you've heard that many times, but it's always a roller coaster ride. <laughs> yeah. Well, when I ask the flip side, what's the biggest thrill you guys have had so far? Like, what's the biggest rush that you've gotten from uh, working on Fog Kicker? And uh, um, I, one of the things that excites me the most is putting it in people's hands. Right now, putting it in scuba divers' hands, and them going out and diving with it. And then coming back to us and saying, oh, my God, this stuff is fantastic. <laughs> like, it's changed my scuba diving experience. Um, we recently just had a couple of tech divers that run the company, Dive Right. Lamar and Jared Hires go to Iceland and dive with Fog Kicker. Wow. And their testimonials were like, it was like, they were like glowing testimonials. <laughs> two thumbs up and they just absolutely love it. I love using it on my dive mask and when I'm swimming. So it's having it, seeing it um, work, seeing Fog Kicker work and having people come back to us that just, they just love it. 
that's one of the best parts of it. Cool. If our listeners can't tell, Mark has a big grin on his face while he's talking <laughs> yeah. about this. Yeah, yeah. It fires me up. Yeah. You know, <laughs> what's, uh, what's the most thrilling part so far for you? So for me, I think similar with Mark. Uh, <clears throat> the whole process is very appealing for us. Uh, so we, we build up, we build the, the product for nothing and uh, seeing the good feedback trying to push uh, the product out to the market as soon as possible, get people use it. That's, that's will be amazing for us if hundreds of people give us feed, great feedback. I'm, I remember struggling with my university, which will re- rename nameless, about the struggles of working out the patent agreement, right, and the IP and the licensing. And that can be a really big hurdle. It sounds like for you guys, one of the bigger hurdles to kind of getting your product out there. What Can you tell us about that process? So when you come out with a new idea, a new technology, and you work through your school, you, you know, you come up with it in a school lab, working with school faculty, um, the school will do you the favor of filing the necessary patents for that idea or technology, and they cover costs. But in return, you have to compensate them. Uh, so they get the patent, but then you have to compensate them for getting an exclusive license of that patent, which is what we're doing with mm-hmm. ours. Um, so it's usually in the form of royalties, um, a tiny amount of equity, um, and some payments to cover the uh, the legal costs of filing your patents. Right. Um, the overall, they've been pretty good to us, and we came up with a pretty good deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I, I'd, yeah, I'd like to say for startups coming out of universities, you know, don't wait too long to start having these conversations with your tech transfer office because mm-hmm. it can take a very long time. And, you know, while the people at the office are totally on your side, like you mentioned, they want the, you know, they're in tech transfer because they want to help technologies get out there. There are just some legal realities, you know, that you have to sort through about, you know, the university owning this IP and, mm-hmm. you know, they foot the bill for the patent process, sometimes internationally for you too, which gets very expensive very quickly. So it's a, uh, it's really cool uh, that tech transfer offices are getting more on top of working with the students spinning out these technologies to, mm-hmm. to help make sure everything works. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Going back to the scaling up questions, this might be beyond eighth grade level science, but um, I work with a couple engineer, chemical engineers, um, and we are in the process of scaling up our, uh, our chemical processes um, and finding that the process of scaling up sometimes brings about new problems that you never had when you worked on a small scale. Have you encountered any of that, like, scaling up production of your biomaterial? Like, how do you plan on doing that yourself forever, or do you plan on um, getting somebody else to do that for you eventually? Um, How has that been, navigating that problem? It's not a... A complicated process to make the material or um, scale it up into the four kicker solution. Mm, but eventually, we will find uh, a contract manufacturer uh, for us to scale it up to produce maybe millions of bottles. That's out of our current scale. So we either build up in house manufacturing or we contract with somebody else. And if we contract with somebody else, um, we basically say this is you know this is the bottle we want you to make, and this is our formula, and sign 
this CDA or NDA here. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we moved from there. When we started out, we had a lot of conversations with potential contract manufacturers about doing one-use wipes, which was one of the first types of applicators oh. we were thinking about. Um, but then we came up with the idea for markers and found a really great manufacturer that Yin Yang's connected to in China that has been doing a great job making these marker bottles. They look so, great. Yeah. They do. Yeah. They're really awesome. Really like and I, I like them much better than the one-time use. And it yeah. sticks with your your treaty concept. Yeah, yeah, we definitely encourage people to recycle the bottles and, you know. What what discourages us uh, using the one-use wipes is uh, some customer we talked to, they mentioned that the, the one-use wipe Maybe throw away like uh, as a trash in right. uh, everywhere, especially exactly. for diving divers. People care much about the environment, care about the the, the ocean. So they suggest us not to use the one one use wipe. Therefore, we come come up with it, the idea using this kind of marker bottles. I think we're ready, unless you had some other ones. I think we're ready, ready no, to head into the last round of questions. I think I'm good. Okay, cool. So last question, and then we'll wrap it up, guys. So, you know, obviously you guys are passionate about this project. You're putting a lot of blood, sweat, and tears into it. Where personally does your passion for this project come from? Like why? what what drives you to, to put in all these hours and all this headache and show up, you know, for an interview the morning after all the Halloween parties to, to come in uh, and talk with us? We have a young company with a young team, and we all feel the same way um, about taking our technology to lab to market and making people's lives better with that technology. Um, so we just, our big goal just is to make the world better with mm-hmm. our products and technology. Yeah, um, I yeah, basically agree with uh, what Mark has mentioned. Uh, our vision is that we can use uh, natural biomaterials to replace the toxic, uh, non-degradable uh, chemicals made from petroleum-based uh, materials uh, to make it uh, any kind of product that is safer for us to use and also safer for the environment, make it uh, degradable and uh, non-toxic to both environment and the people. Great. All right. Chloe, you want to take us away? Yeah. So thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Mark and Yang. Thank you. Uh, we really appreciate you coming out here, especially. Totally. This has been a lot Sunday of fun. morning after. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Halloween weekend. Yeah, <laughs> Halloween weekend. <laughs> um, and in the show notes, you will find more information as well as once Treaty's website is back up and running, Treaty's website. Yeah. Um, if you'd like to support the show, please tell a friend, tweet about us, follow mm-hmm. us on Instagram, uh, follow us on LinkedIn, uh, email either Joe or I, and we will get back to you. Yeah, um, please do. And in the far future, please give us a review um, on iTunes. Uh, we appreciate your feedback. Yeah, did you think of a challenge for this week? I totally didn't think of a challenge at all this week. Well, um... Mm. Drink a gallon of milk in an hour. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) Disgusting. Um, We will. Yeah, I guess we'll. I'll I'll add something on later after we think of something. Yeah. Okay. We will think. We'll we'll put our heads together. Yeah. Cool. Um, Did we say Twitter? Yep. Twitter at TalkCleanPod. Yep. And our website is TalkCleanPodcast.com. Mm-hmm. 
You can email us at contact at talkcleanpodcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and did you guys, plugs, what do you got coming up? What do you want people to know about? Big trade show coming up. We'll be in Vegas <laughs> November 16th to 19th. It's the DEMA trade show. It stands for Diving Equipment and Marketing Association. So that's going to be huge for us. And we're also going to have Fog Kicker downtown in Springfield starting November 23rd through December 23rd at their um, second annual holiday pop-up market. Awesome. So, hmm. Fog Kicker will be there. We'll be at both of those shows. And soon it'll be up on our website for you to buy a bunch of bottles. Cool. So, All right. So maybe by the time you're listening, this will be up. So that'll yeah. be up. So go buy some. Yeah. Any team members you want to give a shout out to? Um, shout out to Ken Carter. He's our other co-founder. Um, he's, his labs and his research and he, he's been just instrumental in getting Fog Kicker off the ground. Um, shout out to our mentors and advisors. They know who they are. <laughs> I get, I have a huge list of names for all, to cover all of them. Um, our web developers. And uh, my girlfriend, Allie Grace, she's been doing, she's been our graphic designer. Oh, she's nice. done a great job. Clutch um, boyfriend our, points right there. Yeah, clutch boyfriend <laughs> Not bad. I'm going to make her listen to this. <laughs> Since she's here, so I'm giving her credit, the credit she deserves. Um, but yeah, shout out to all of them. Thank you guys for having us. Cool. Thanks for joining Thank us. You. Yeah, thanks. That's been uh, Talk Clean to Me. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks a lot. Bye.